I'm Alex Kappelman. This is The Decision, the podcast where people try to convince me to finally abandon the Knicks and become a fan of their favorite team. This is episode 33, WNBA. And obviously the WNBA is a whole league and um, you know, only a few minutes really can't give it justice. Um, but I really wanted to do a little thing about the WNBA within this series uh, because I've watched it a bunch and I enjoy it. Um, so I brought on Adele Jackson Gibson. She is a staff writer at Excel Sports. She and I were talking about how uh, she went to a New York Liberty game. So here we go, WNBA. Basically, my boss gave me uh, free tickets to one of their games. Um, and basically, it was courtside. It was VIP, just unlimited mm. buffet, food, all the booze I could possibly <laughs> want to drink. But I did not indulge. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm a good employee. And uh, basically, I fell in love with it because I had done so much research on the players. I've known their stories. And I just felt really connected um, sitting there courtside. Um, and then also I fell in love with it because uh, knowing the WNBA and just everything that's been happening politically lately, they've been the most outspoken um, league, I think, out of all the sports leagues. And um, it's just really cool to see. Yeah. And I, I want to get to that. That's definitely a big draw for me. Um, I think one of my, you know, one of the things that we that I think about when I think of the WNBA is that the WNBA tends to be kind of a punchline um, where you know, the where the underlying, you know, thing of the joke is like women can't play basketball as well as men. And um, I haven't watched a lot of WNBA, but could you just disavow me of that notion? Yeah, I mean, seriously, like there's so many NBA players that actually watch the WNBA hmm. because of how technical they are on court. Like I said, they're not dunking all the time and which is like cool to see. Right. But they the teamwork that is displayed on the court is like something that a lot of NBA players look for. Um, like I know Kobe Bryant, for example, is a huge fan of the WNBA. He often brings his daughters to the games mm. and um, LeBron James is a fan. Um, a lot of players just like really respect um, WNBA players and there's a, a lot of camaraderie there, especially when uh, Team USA goes to the Olympics um, from what I've heard and from what I've read. Um, also, you could just look at their stats. Um, I know Elena Deladon has stats very comparable to Steph Curry in terms of three-point shots. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't even know who that is. Elena Deladon, uh, she plays for the Washington Mystics. She was with the Chicago Sky. Um, and she is uh, one of the best players in the WNBA. She, so um, she has stats comparable to Steph Curry? Yes, yeah, she does. Yeah. So I don't have the numbers on me. I wish I did. No, whatever. It's fun. <laughs> who cares about numbers? Yeah, who cares about numbers? But honestly, like, if you're if you're looking at um, shot percentage, um, she's one of the leaders on the board. So huh. is, is she yeah. going to be like someone who plays like Steph Curry, where like she'll like shoot from like half court and stuff like that? I don't think she plays like Steph Curry. I think Steph Curry. Steph Curry is quick to shoot, but I, I think Alana Deldon. Um, I mean. The, her players frequently pass her the ball, so I think, you know. But I, in terms of, like, the way their playing style, um, I don't think it's similar, but I would say in terms of, like, stats and numbers, um, they're comparable. Yeah, so so basically if I want – the Spurs argument is, like, you watch the Spurs and you're going to watch basketball the way it's supposed to be played. Mm-hmm. Would it be the same with WNBA where, like, I'm just watching basketball the way it's supposed to be played? Oh, that's a good question. How is basketball supposed to be played? Uh, that is a good question. Cause I, I, f- I don't know. If you think about that question, it's kind of like, 
I mean, it's within the rules and within the concept of what basketball is. So it's like hard to define what that is. I would just say that instead of making these comparisons about men play better than women, it's just a, a different style, you know, just like a bunch of people having their own like two different camps or two different teams that have different styles. That's all it is, you know? Mm. So I would say I would say that there's certain aspects of the women's game that's more technical um, than the men's game, but I, I wouldn't say that most of the men's teams aren't playing it right. Like, that's that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Um, so, um, so, like... Players who I'd want to watch, like who's just who who's just really gonna like blow me away. Okay, so one player that I like to watch is John Kell Jones. Um, she plays for the Connecticut Sun, and uh, she was just voted uh, most improved player of the entire league. She's in going into her third season next summer, um, and she just has wicked long arms. <laughs> like she's just like so tall. She's from the Bahamas, actually mm-hmm. came here um, for when she was in high school and. Um, she's just like a great shooter, but also like an amazing rebounder. She actually uh, led the league last um, this past summer um, in rebounds as um, a second year player, which is a really big deal. Um, who else would I watch? John Kell is definitely my favorite. Yeah, why? Why is she your favorite? I don't know. Well, I mean, also, I think one thing that I like about women's sports is I just so get wrapped up in the people's stories so much. Um, John Kell's really cool because she's just super down to earth and really into video games, and I'm a huge dork. So, like, I really connect with that, you know, athlete dork um, uh, storyline. And it's just really fun to see somebody who spends, like, hours outside of practice just, like, you know, playing around with her Nintendo Switch <laughs> But still kills it on the court. And you have, like, this stereotype of, like, you know, people who are into that stuff who literally are not good at sports and are not good at socializing or anything. And then here you have this, like, WNBA all-star who's killing it, um, which is really cool. Um, Political stuff. Let's get into Mm -hmm. political stuff. Yeah. I mean, with, you know, we've been talking a lot about Kaepernick and uh, kneeling for... Um, the national anthem and all that stuff and how the NFL is really, a lot of players have really embraced that finally um, at the start of the season this year. But um, people often forget or don't even know that the WNBA started a lot of those protests, um, I believe, the last year. Hmm. Um, uh, especially when um, Alton Sterling and Philando Castile, I think, um, were killed by cops Um a lot of WNBA players wore shirts that said change starts with us um, huh. and Black Lives Matter um, paraphernalia. And uh, they really brought attention to the issue. And um, they actually got sanctioned by the WNBA for doing stuff like that. Um, but they took that back. It was really controversial, uh, brought a lot of attention right. to the WNBA. And, um, yeah, they've been very outspoken ever since. Players... Um, I don't know if they feel like they have nothing to lose or what it, I, I or if they feel like, you know, as women, we're always like in this position of like being seen as less than. So we're always used to defending ourselves. I'm not really sure. But the point of it is like they're stirring up conversation um, and they've done it way before any male athlete did it. And um, they deserve the credit for that. So, yeah, I'm going to I want to go back to that. Um what is it about the WNBA that, you know, like, that sparks these protests? Mm. 
That's a good question. I think a lot of individual athletes um, on these teams have been outspoken on certain issues anyway before individually. Um, a lot of uh, women in the WNBA are identify with the LGBT community mm-hmm. and are very supportive of that community and have um, always shown that it's okay to just be yourself. So. Um, there's that. And then the WNBA has hosted, you know, LGBTQ nights and all this stuff. So it's hmm. they've the league has created an environment that is inclusive um, and one that's good for like marketing sake, but also just like in general, the WNBA stands behind um, from what I can see is like equality and inclusion. And so being placed in that position already, rather than being solely a for profit um, business encourages um, a lot of the players to one be themselves and like two just like you know just um, be a little bit more outspoken um, and I know just like in women's sports in general it's just so important for these teams to just get out in the community and support the community in certain ways so like because part of that's like again outreach and marketing um, but to like it puts his athletes in the position to like really care about the towns and the cities that they're in and the people. Um, so I think that the WNBA uh, for sure um, has just been more and not talking about the organization necessarily, but like the players and the teams and the coaches have been more oriented towards um, political activism and community based um, efforts. So. Hmm. So, I mean, I guess my team would be the Liberty, right? Because I'm yeah. a New Yorker. Oh, of course. And, and I'd be able to see those games. Um, mm-hmm. What, like, what what's going to get me to a Liberty game? Well, like I said, the free booze in the beginning. <laughs> You're going to take me? Uh... Oh, yeah, I'm going to take you. Honestly, when I got the free ticket, I had two and nobody wanted to come I would have loved to have come. I would have invited you. I was so mad. I was like, how would anyone not want to be here? I mean, yeah, maybe there's a little bit you know, too many, you know, girls under 13 years old there with their parents. <laughs> but if you ignore them spilling your Coke on your pants, then you can just enjoy the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, um, Although I would happen. rather have like a 13-year-old girl spill Coke on my pants yeah. than like a 58-year-old dude spill beer in my pants. That is totally true. Um, that is totally true. You're helping my argument. Thank you. <laughs> Hello, this is Alex Abnos coming to you from Madison Square Park, the namesake of Alex Kappelman's favorite basketball arena. Or not? I don't know. Anyway, uh, the decision is sponsored by Alex's Twitter feed. That's at Alex Kappelman. The best way to support the show is to follow Alex on Twitter. Again, that's at Alex Kappelman. All right, back to the show. Um, final, final thoughts about yeah. stuff? Uh, final thoughts. Um, well, this is about you loving the Knicks and having, well, I mean, there are very few reasons why you should love the Knicks, but the Liberty's <sighs> here and it's very convenient for you since you're already in New York City. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's so much about the WNBA that people don't know about and you should discover it. Yeah. I'm definitely going to get in more into the WNBA for sure. I've mm-hmm. wanted to do it for a while. Mm-hmm. I really would love to go to a Liberty game with you, Adele. Mm-hmm. Um, not so interested in uh, the whole part about it being owned by James Dolan and being run by Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. But that's another story for another day. Whatever. Um, Adele Jackson Gibson is a staff writer at XL Sports and a fitness model. You should follow her on Instagram. Yay. At Adele Jackson 26. Woot. 
The Decision is produced by me. Original music from Louis Stein, Alessio Romano, and Scott Kappelman. Tweet at me, at Alex Kappelman. 